Hi everyone and welcome back. It's Monday and you know what that means. It's time to talk about ghosts with I, Sir Kevin of Eustace Land. Eustace Land, where we can all live in peace and harmony. Yes, I said peace, not peace. Green little round things and we can kick them to each other. Anyway, enough nonsense. How are you all doing? Pause for you to reply. Good. Good, I hope you did reply. What have we got in store for you today? Well, we've got all the usual nonsense. We, of course, are going to review something paranormal so you don't have to review it yourself. We're going to talk... Oh, we've got a follow-up, haven't we, from last week's submitter of the paranormal experience from a fellow scouter. So, yes, from Liverpool land, just as I. Anyway, before we do all of that, we need to thank our Patreons. Now, we are still not in the studio, so I can't... Use the wonderful pedal that one of our wonderful Patreons has sent over to me from America, the land of the free. But I do have a guitar, which means I can sing thank you songs. Hooray! Now, if you're wondering what that's about, basically, when you sign up to Patreon, not only, not only do you support this little independent show about the paranormal, sometimes, but you also get access to two shows each and every week for Patreons only, one of which is a ramble, because I like the sound of my own voice, and I talk about anything and everything that goes through it, my, not my voice, my head, and the second of which is a paranormal Patreon. Now, this week's paranormal Patreon, several Ps within that sentence, is myself and Becca, and we talk about stories regarding the djinn. Yes, not the gin you put with a tonic, the gin as in the thing in the lamp, you know, like Robin Williams. You know what a gin is. You're listening to a paranormal podcast, for Christ's sake. Anyway, you get all that. There's about genuinely maybe three to four hundred hours worth of content just for Patreons. So head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts, just like the following wonderful new people have. We have 13, because I haven't said thank you in so many weeks, people to say thank you to. We have Steph Law, Daniel Smith, Catherine Bird, Judy Williams, Angie Hackett, Goose Goose, Nancy Sanson, Craig Hubbard, Isabel Gordon, Matt Osborne, Rebecca Brink, Emma Thompson, and Beth Whitaker. And now I, because I haven't managed to get access to a musical instrument for weeks on end, and of course we had a cheeky holiday, and then family things, and all that jazz, I've got to try and turn all that into a song without being a rapper. Good luck, Kev. Here we go. The guitar is well and truly out, as that strum proved. And you have the pleasure of knowing that this guitar is very special to me. It was bought for my 16th birthday. It's my first guitar and the only one I have access to, but I love it dearly. Anyway, we'll have to go country for this one. Yeah. Steffi Law, Daniel Smith, Catherine Bird. Judy Williams, Angie Hackett, Goose Goose, Nancy Sanson, Craig Hubbard, Isabel Garden, too, Matt Osborne, Rebecca Brink, and Emma Thompson, and Beth Whitaker, too. I'd like to say thank you from the bottom of my swinging heart I'd like to say thank you you're keeping the show lights on you're keeping this old man young 
well, that's a bit of a stretch. You know, anyway. But anyway, the main message is a big thing. I don't think that's a seventh, but it doesn't matter. We got through it. Hooray! Thank you so much, guys. If you'd like to become a Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now let's review something paranormal, shall we? Yes, it's that time of the week where I review something paranormal so you don't have to review it for yourself because that would be the epitome of insanity. Anyway, I was going to review this last week, but then I noticed that the wonderful Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories had reviewed it or was about to review it, and I shook my fist in the air and I said, damn you, you wonderful woman, and I instead reviewed Amitable Thingy-Majig because that's the name of it. But then I thought, you know what? I watched it, I sat through it, I'm going to give my point of view on none other than Talk To Me. It's the film that's on everyone's lips at the moment in the horror world, and so it should be, because I really liked it. Um, it's dead good, premise-wise, without any spoilers. There's, it, I thought initially from reading about it, it was what was known as a dead man's hand. So in, like, you know, fair, not fairy tale, in, like, folklore, a dead man's hand was, I think you had to have the hand and forearm of a corpse which had been hung, like a thief's hand, if you like. And you would embalm it and then you would cover it in wax and you would use it as a candle. And if you had this, you could apparently, as a thief, if you had this object, you could walk through a sleeping person's house and they would never wake if you had a dead man's hand. Um, and I thought that's what this would be about because I've seen a picture of such a hand. But no, oh no, it turns out this is a hand, right? This is this is not a spoiler. This, because it's right at the start. It's a hand which has allegedly come from a psychic. It's a dead hand, an embalmed hand. It's been plaster casted and loads of people have written on it and stuff. And it's like in a handshake position and set so you can stand it on a table. And basically what you're meant to do, the point of the paranormal game is you're meant to sit opposite it, shake its hand and say, talk to me, and then you will see things, right? And that's as much as I'm going to say, because then there will be spoilers. And it's an Australian film, which is, uh, you know, you don't review many of them or I don't watch many of them. Not many of them come to market, if you will. Come to market and buy my car. Anyway, so, um, but watch it. Because it is very good. It is very good. The acting's amazing in it. Like It's people I've not heard of. I think it's directed very well. I'm sure, don't get me wrong, I haven't yet listened to Emma's review. And I'm sure hers is much more articulate, much more in-depth, and gives you reason to watch it other than my reason, which is it's their good. It will put the shits up here. And it's really, you know, I watched it alone whilst Becca was away. And um, I regretted doing so. Yes, I did. But it's a marvellous film. It, it, it plays on your mind after you've watched it. And that's the, you know, for me, that's the uh, essence of a really good film. That's when you know you've watched something special. If like three days later you're in the shower and you're like, Ugh. and that's what I was like. Um, thinking about the film, you know, I wasn't looking at a body part. and going, because, you know, that'd be weird. Anyway. Go and watch Talk To Me. I watched it on Amazon Prime. I rented it. So go and do the same if you've got access to Prime. If you don't, 
you know, even if you've got one of them dodgy boxes, knocking down in it, but maybe try and search for it on that. Um, however you manage to get your hands on this film, you should watch it, especially as we're in the spooky month. You should definitely watch it. So my review for Talk To Me is two thumbs to the sky. And I apologize for any sort of background noise. Um, I'm recording back in the house, not in the studio as such, as we've got a few things going on, as I've alluded to before. Uh, but, you know, such is lice. Say la vie. Such is lice. Ugh. Anyway, my thumbs up is two to the sky for Talk To Me, the film. Okay? Watch the fucker. You can't end it like that. I can. Watch the fucker. Yes, it's my favourite time of the week where we get to discuss your true paranormal experiences. And as promised last week, we're going to continue with our Scouse friend stories. Now, this I will just jump right into. The email says, moving on to scary experience number two. So that's what we'll do right now. The main experience with the other side for me went on for many years. We actually had two priests come and do exorcisms from the local church. So it wasn't just all in my head, although some parts may have been. I have wondered about group madness, one person experiencing something and then passing it on, etc. As you've said on the podcast many times, you can create these situations. Anyway, I lived in an old terraced house. It was on a slant. Literally, if you put a ball on the dining room floor, it would roll down the slant to the side. In the top hall wall, there were a few centimetre long gaps and downward cracks in the wall, and we could definitely hear and sometimes see into next door. The windows were old sash windows with centimetre gaps between the panes, and in the winter, icicles would form between the gap in between the two windows. It sounds almost like a perfect setting for a spooky experience. And I only realise that as I'm writing this. Haha. <laughs> Me and my mum and my sister and visiting family and friends all had various experiences in that house. Usually, we linked it to a presence that we named Bill. Although not for many years were we brave enough to talk about it. Over the years, many things happened. Photos would fall off walls. Lights would go on and off and flicker. The dog would growl at unseen things at the top of the stairs, whilst he stood very scared at the bottom. Some people say they saw a man, including my sister. She said whilst playing hide-and-seek one day, she climbed into my mum's wardrobe, and a man was sat in there next to her and spoke to her. I used to see a black jaguar walking into my mum's bedroom. In brackets, maybe a manifestation of my fear. So now, in brackets, I told you I talk a lot, on to my scariest moments of the 11 plus years living in that house. I was possibly about seven years old and me and my sister shared a room. I had the bottom bunk in our freezing cold bedroom. So cold, I often slept fully clothed, jumpers, etc. And even, in brackets, major embarrassments here, 
close brackets, in a balaclava to keep warm. I usually slept close to the wall. I woke up in the middle of the night because I was a bit scared, and I woke up and it was cold and dark. And there was a big bump in the bed next to me, on the outer side of the bed. This bump was a big bump in the covers, like a person-shaped bump, with the duvet wrapped around them. Thinking back, I don't remember seeing a head or any actual body, just the shape of the duvet. Well, I instantly thought it was my mum. It was too big to be my sister. So I snuggled up to it, wrapping one arm around the bump. It did feel weird and wrong to me straight away, because this bump was really big. Too big to be my mum. In brackets, my mum is a very slim and short lady. And I thought, good God, my mum's gone chubby, sort of laughing to myself. It's really stuck in my head, and so I feel like I still remember my thoughts. Unless, over the years, I've implanted this when thinking back. It was cold, very cold. But the room was cold normally. It didn't seem to move like a person would, this bump. It had some solidity, but I just thought it was weird and I carried on hugging it. My mum, as I thought. I then must have definitely fell asleep, although this was not a dream. I was definitely awake. The next morning, I said, Thanks for getting into bed with me last night, mum. She said, I didn't, babe. In brackets, a very scouse endearing term, close brackets. This wasn't usually how it worked. I'd normally get into my mum's bed if I was scared, and she wouldn't get into mine. A few weeks go by, I can't really recall later. I can't really recall when, but it happened again. I woke up in the middle of the night, and there it was. The big bump in the bed next to me. But this time, I didn't want to hug it. Instead, I wriggled back as close to the wall as possible and sat and watched with scared and probably shocked eyes. Through my squinted eyes, I checked it was still there until I must have fell back asleep. After this, I would often ask my sister to get in bed with me. We did that. She was a scaredy cat about loads of stuff too, so she didn't mind. One night I had a waking dream, in brackets, not sure if I'm asleep or awake, close brackets, that a man-like shadow was floating above me, hands wrapped around my throat, and I was desperately trying to pull the hands off me. I feel like I could see the hands sort of and a shadow shape, but not the face or body. My sister was in the same bed, and she saw me flapping my arms and trying to get it off me. The next day, I had some bruises and a sore throat, but this could have been me in the flurry. It was some sort of unwritten rule that we didn't talk about him, Bill, when in the house. I don't know how this happened exactly, it just did. We spoke about him very rarely and only when out of the house. 
So one day when I was probably around 10 or 11, we were in town, bracket Liverpool city centre, and my mum brought it up, saying we were buying a house. Very exciting. And it's best not to talk about this in the then current house that we'd lived in since I was a baby. She didn't want him to hear or follow us. She seemed pretty concerned that he could follow us. So we didn't talk about moving or the new house when in the old house. It was like a weird secret. Before buying the new house, my family had priests come in to do an exorcism and I think they came twice. I can't remember. I wasn't really told any of this at the time, as my mum didn't want me to know anything and didn't want me to even hear about it. So I found out well after the event, maybe even years. We didn't talk too much about Bill even after when we'd had a lovely new home with a lovely feeling in it. But some bits my mum did open up about years later were that on more than one occasion, something put a pillow over her head whilst she was sleeping. My sister used to hear voices in the house talking to each other. Other odd things happened Maybe totally unconnected, but still scary. Like we had an old gas fire, and we had a leak twice. The technician who came out to fix it twice said we were lucky to be alive. And wrongly or rightly, in my mum's eyes, she thought it was connected to the negative energy at the house. Like he, Bill, was doing these things. So, very scary stuff. But that was my reality at the time. So let's try and debunk that. So, remember the gaps in the window panes? Well, wind through that could have explained some of the pictures falling off the walls. Plus, it was an old house, therefore bad electrics. Also, that kind of shared fear, passing on to each other. Folly adieu or a whole family fearing the same thing. Maybe it was poor mental health manifesting. There's no way these things could happen to a single mum with two small kids in a horrible house without it affecting people's mental health. And finally, my childhood imagination. I don't know what truly happened in that house. Maybe it's a combination of all of these things and more. Lots of it could have been situational, created by our fear and explained away. But I still strongly believe, as do my family, that there was a negative presence there. I don't think I would ever go back there. And even when the house came up for sale a few months ago, my sister WhatsApped the sales listing to me. And I felt tingles and chills all over my body whilst looking at the images especially the hallway and the bedrooms, where a lot seemed to go on. Well, good luck to anyone who buys that house, and I hope it's not one of your listeners. But if it is, I'm sure you'll have a story or two to tell. Thanks both to you and Becca, loving the podcast, with love and light from a curious believer, in brackets, who likes to rationalise and debunk, close brackets, from Liverpool.
Wow. Thank you so much for the last two weeks of stories. Now, what I will say, and I genuinely mean this, if you're listening right now, email me, please, that link with the address to that house. Because if it's still on the market, I don't know. I don't know. But I want to know where it is. Because that is fascinating. And you know what is so, such a wonderful thing about that submission? The rationality behind it. The way you literally stop mid-tail and say, okay, let's try and debunk it. And you give ec excellent rational reasons why all of this may have took place. And it's really, really refreshing to read something like that. So sincerely, thank you for that. But also sincerely, send me that bloody address because bam bam ba ba dum bam bam. I'm not gonna buy it, dum ba ba dum, but I might get a viewing, dum ba ba dum, because I'm a little shitbag, dum da ba dum, but I might get a viewing, dum ba ba dum. So yeah, seriously, send me the address. Anyway, if you have a paranormal tale you wish to share, send it to contact at talkaboutghosts.com and I will read it out. That's the agreement between me, the podcaster, and you, the listener. Or, well, you're more than a listener. You're family to me. Come on, let's have a big group hug. Mm, lovely stuff. Anyway, Beck has been along. Along? Beck has been away far too long. And I think it's about time we went down to that dark and dingy and sweaty. It's none of those things. Nor is it a basement. It's a couch in the living room. But anyway, I thought we'd go there. We'd stick a microphone in her face and we'd ask her to tell us a story from Reddit. This is Becca's Reddit Corner, The Return. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Okay, so back in the UK, we have the one, the only, down in her basement, which isn't dingy. It's lovely. It is... It's me. I like the way you say that. You never say, it's Becca. You always say, it's me. Well, how me. how you, are you? You can say, it's Becca. Say, it's Becca. It's Becca. Hooray. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? Um, you've only been away for a few weeks, but you forgot that microphones need volume. I didn't forget anything. I forgot how critical you are. Well. That's what I forgot. Um, so how was it? Yeah, it was good. Thank you. Yeah, productive. People want to know. Um, yeah. I believe that you how, how long was your flight from Riyadh to London? What, eight hours. And what was the announcement they made at the start of the flight? Entertainment wasn't working. <laughs> so you just had to sit the there. The little video screen, yeah, you just had to sit there. It was an over, it was like a late at night flight. We got on it about half past midnight. Um, so it was through the night. So it did kind of force you to try and get some sleep, but it's so uncomfortable, as you yeah. know, trying to sleep on a plane. Um, but I did get the odd s s snippets of sleep here That's and there. That's good. Purely because also the lights are off and you don't want to put your light on because it'll bother the person next to you trying and to sleep. And was he asleep? Yeah. Mm. Um, so I couldn't even read. Oh, but it it, it did. As it was kind of fortunate in a way because I did. It was a blessing in disguise. I try and come at me body or something. I try something psychic. Well, you'd have podcasts on, wouldn't you? Yeah, actually, I would. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I put my eye mask on. You mm -hmm. made me and my earplugs in and just tried to cocoon myself away. Fair enough. Mm. It's like when um, did you use your neck pillow thing that you used for travel? No. Why? That's good. It's just too bulky to carry. It's not too. You know what we don't. You know when we went away. Um, we put, I put mine on the hand luggage handle, put it under the stowaway thing. And when we got out and went to the airport in Florida, the guy, like the driver, must have been smoking when he was unpacking the cases. And as we're walking around, there's a trail of little beads behind me. 
And he burnt a hole in me fucking neck thing, hadn't he? There was a cigarette hole in it, but you're seriously blaming someone else and not you as yeah. a smoker. Yeah. You smoke? Yeah, but I The chances smoke. of it being someone else are minimal. No, I disagree. You uh, had Because you had cigarettes. Because uh, you have them before we go in the airport, when we get out of the airport. So why wouldn't it have been you? Because it was the man. <laughs> and <laughs> in all likelihood, it was definitely you. And Florida, the airport can expect my bill for £12.99 yeah. anytime now. Anyway. Yeah, so what, the away, I was in the Middle East and it's a different kind of heat. Like it was, it's when you go outside, it's like a wall of heat. It yeah. just like co- consumes you. Well, one it, of the, it's largely desert, isn't it? That's yeah, the one of the women said it was like a Nintendo game where the sun's trying to kill you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Super Mario. Yeah, literally Super Mario, that was it. Yeah, which is like, it's so accurate. Yeah. You know what it is. It's like, just like the sun's like bursting fire. Is it, like, was it hotter than New York? Because in New Gosh, York, yeah, yeah, New York was so yeah. hot that the, I've never had a, like a film of water on my arms before, and that was how hot. Yeah, New York no, it was. literally it just engulfs your entire body. Like, no, every, I couldn't do it. Like, yeah. Couldn't do it. And you're there working, honest to fucking god. Mm. I just say no. I get back in the airport and be like, no, keep your money. Anyway, we're not here for that. We're here no. for Red Corner. We are. And it, did it work out well? I did one while I was away, didn't I, over the phone? Yeah. It, I, how did that work? The audio was pretty good, considering yeah. you were in the Middle East and it was all on WhatsApp did you audio. Use it? Yeah, I used it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty good. Um, and it turns out that that recording way of doing things, i.e. plugging the recording software into the phone directly, works well. I'd done um, a, a Patreon interview with Sam, one of our listeners, okay. um, and it was really clear. But it was only because you were less clear because you were using... Uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. Good. Okay. Reddit Corner. Okay, well, welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. In the UK. Woo. The title of this story is, I think I'm seeing slash hearing ghosts everywhere I go. It's creeping me out. I genuinely thought you were saying, I think I'm hearing slash everywhere I go. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not fucking boss. Sweet child Seeing of mine. hearing slash everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Met slash, you know, shook his hand. I know, so told, yeah, him to, knows. told him to live the dream. Yeah. And this was when he was in Velvet Revolver, already had a pacemaker because of years of alcohol abuse and beans and guns, being in Guns N' Roses. And I, Kev Eustace, told him to live the dream. Yes. Anyway. I'm sure he needed your direction yeah, on I'm that. Sure, I'm sure he yeah. thought, oh yeah, maybe I should stop being a bit reckless. <laughs> start enjoying my life, start this rock and roll life, lifestyle yeah. that I've been you doing for decades. 53, pacemaker, you know, anyway. I bet you he was older than 53. At then, I don't think he was. Uh, okay. When because was Scott it? Weiland, was, it was Scott Weiland's Velvet Revolver. Well, how old is he now? Do you know? It was um, in the last 20 years, wasn't it, that this happened? No, probably not, actually. In fact, just over, just over 20 years. And there's no way he's 72. Okay. So anyway, anyway. Anyway, back to, back to seeing and hearing ghosts everywhere I go. It's creeping me out. I like the way you left Slash out there. But cool. Let's begin. Let's begin. My family has had a huge history with ghosts. Oh. I was told numerous times seeing the dead runs in the family. My aunt is living proof of that, but I've never fully believed her. Well, she's not living proof then, is she? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you something, you can prove something. I mean, I don't believe them. Like, uh-huh. but, yeah. Some weird stuff that has been happening to me has changed my opinion, though. About a month ago, I started hearing voices. It started as just my, my name being said by random people, but it's evolved into sentences. 
I can't really have a conversation with the voice, though, as I never hear anything after I ask who's there and such. So that's been cool and all. But, Sounds it, yeah. But now I'm seeing people. Again, it started lightly. I was just seeing people out the corner of my eye and I would brush it off. At the time, I was thinking my eyes were playing tricks on me. But after today, I'm now scared to keep my eyes open. I hope they're typing this blindfolded. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> they might be speaking it. You can do that, can't you? Yeah. I think AI has better spelling and grammar, actually. Yeah, well, mm. don't, well don't. Mm. It doesn't. Anyway. I was chilling at my computer after school and making some music. Some sweet, <laughs> sweet music. <laughs> And then I saw a person that looked like a shadow walking. I was thinking it was one of those things where it disappears when I look at it, but no. I turned my head and it was still there. For a whole second, it was just there walking. Seconds not long. My eyes were even locking on it. What, are you a predator or something? Just wanted to share this with people. I have an even creepier experience that happened when I was 11, but this post is getting long, so if y'all want to hear it, I'll reply to a comment asking for it. Well, I can't, I cannot wait. I mean, I'm mocking, and this is the point, you know, you know what Reddit Corner's like. It, when, there's no offence meant to the post D. It's, um, it's an interesting thing, what they're saying, mm-hmm. especially if they say it runs in the family. Anyway. Okay. Any comments? We like to hear the comments. Yeah, there's a, a lot of comments. So this has been, it is very new. It's been, Fortunately, it's been there a day, so hopefully someone has asked and answered this. Yes, thing. and we get to hear the creepier story. Yes. So, yeah, so with the voices at first, it was just the name. Yeah. But then, then it doesn't say what the sentences are, though. It's evolved in sentences. What is it? Yeah, like, is it like, um, pot noodles are nice? Or is it like, mm-hmm. you're going to die on the 12th? Or is it like, your nan says hi? Or is it like... Put a fiver on number nine and the 9.30 at Chepstow. Some good options there. Yeah. yeah. All good. Mm. Okay, first comment. They could have been a bit more sensitive about this, I think, but no, they've just gone with it, so I can only read it out. Um, you haven't mentioned a diagnosis. Is your family history acute 20 form of schizophrenia or something similar? Fair fucking question. Just immediately, yeah. Um, the person has replied, that's what I was scared about. There's only been one person in my extended family who I know had it, which was my grandmother. Hold on. Well, then that's suspect right away. I tried talking to my parents about it. I initially thought, I actually initially thought I was becoming a schizophrenic. They told me if I had it, I wouldn't have these type of hallucinations. I don't know what it is, man. Mm. If you can hear the scratching, obviously the kitten knows we're recording, so she's using a letter. Leave a bit. Um, um, so everyone's now convinced that they've got a schizophrenia. Um, someone said schizophrenia can manifest through voices, paranoia, and any imaginable apparition. Yeah. Um, it's believed to be hereditary. So if your grandmother had it and, and exactly, you are experiencing yeah. these things, you may want to sit with a medical professional before writing it off. Um, someone else said, my friend got diagnosed with schizophrenia after spending a few months talking to a ghost. Please see a doctor. And someone else has said, if a family member had it, it's more likely you have it too. Go get checked out, please. Well, that's all very good advice. And yeah, yeah, but absolutely. at the same time, right, just to play devil's advocate, and this is literal, literally devil's advocate, I watched um, a th- one, of our, uh, one of our listeners, Keith, put me onto a video channel where a Catholic guy, an Australian guy, interviews priests. Mm. And in one of them, he interviews an exorcist. And the question comes up about mental health and possession and because the priest is saying that like they perform rigorous mental health checks Mm -hmm. before they you know they rule out any mental illness yeah 
before they all go through with an exorcism. And he was saying, they end up getting us to the topic of, so like, pardon the phrase, but that he refers to them as lunatic asylums, but you know, like mentless, mental hospitals. Yeah. Hospitals that look after mental patients or people with mental illnesses. Um, he said, of those that you've visited and that you've spoken to the people within who claim they're possessed by demons, he said, um, what would you say the percentage is of them actually being, actually being possessed and or having some sort of gift or mental illness? And this priest said around 40 to 50%, he believes. Yeah. So the thing is, if you go down the complete... Because the thing is, uh, uh, there's no doctor in the UK you're going to go to with those symptoms. And they're going to say, God, you're psychic. Mm. Think about it. You're only going to be diagnosed as a mental with condition. Fact, yeah, imagine. No, never mind with fact. But <laughs> my point is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an eye fetch. Anyway. Yeah. Well, someone else has said here. I agree with the other people here. Try to either see a medical expert, um, or try to exercise, clear your head, and/or improve your neuroplasticity. Mm. Which I thought was an interesting turn of phrase. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, pretty girl. Oh, she's chattering away or something. She's chattering away. She must have seen a bird or another cat. Because it's a bird, not that big black cat. I can hear her birds. Yeah, I can hear birds. Okay. Fine. Um, God, point... people on the internet are ridiculous. Go on. Right, here we go. So someone says, if this runs in your family, there's an easy way to test if it's real or not. So go oh. mind everyone else here is like, doctor, go to a doctor, go to a doctor. Yeah. Visit your aunt. Get some sketch pads. Wait until you see a spirit. Tell your aunt you see the spirit. Now, do not tell your aunt where the spirit is. Let her tell you where it is. Don't stare. Don't make it obvious. Look in several locations and try to throw <coughs> to throw her off. After all, you should both be able to see it if it's really there. It should be as obvious as someone standing in the living room that isn't supposed to be there. That's fair enough. If she gets the location right without help, proceed to step two. What's step two? Without describing a spirit that both you and your aunt should be able to see, get your sketch pad. Face towards each other, sit a distance apart and draw what you see. Guard your I mean... sketch pad carefully and do not use coloured pencils. Simply indicate colours with words on the paper. That way you don't give away what colour you're using and both of you remain free of suggestion from the other. In all fairness, I'm all, I, I think this is a really good idea if the aunt claims to be psychic. But there's also an element of needing to be good at drawing. It says, when you're finished, compare. Does it look alike? Definitely could be legit. Like 99% you're seeing ghosts. Is it totally different? See a doctor instead, both of you. To be fair, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's okay. I'm all right with that. And uh, the person said, I like this idea. My aunt lives across the world, but I am going to see her in March for a wedding, so I'll try then. So she's not going to be busy enough. Actually, what we're going to do is uh, sit down together here. There's some interesting... I mean, to be honest, I, I do think... I mean, me being me, I think that sent, that idea is the one I would do. I would... I would per, as opposed... As I said earlier... Of course you would. If you go to a, a medical professional, their only line of thing is going to be a medical problem. Well, this person said, I'd certainly rule out any mental problems first, see a doctor, and if they don't find anything wrong, then it could be ghosts. Yes, but they will find something wrong if you say, I'm hearing voices and I'm seeing things. Okay. 
But my point is, is that if you can rule out, I would say rule out the paranormal, then go and seek medical help. As opposed to, you know, because it will always be, the doctors don't believe in the paranormal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because they're more fact-based, aren't yes, they? Yes, but no, but you know what I mean, Beck. If the paranormal world exists and people can't see them, a doctor won't ever acknowledge that. Unless they go in and go, just to say, your mum, Sheila, is stood behind you and she's saying she's so proud of you ever, ever since you, you know, graduated from Cambridge with a second. And then the doctor might be like, how did you know that? Yeah, okay. Um, so we had to scroll down a surprising amount of time before someone said, they just said, Tell us. Oh, fair you know enough. About the other oh, thing. right. I forgot about that. So we've that finally been asked, yeah. yeah. Um, and he says, all right. Mm-hmm. So I was about 11, sitting in my room at my old house. I was watching some stuff on my computer when I saw what looked like a man on the corner of my eye. This one, though, wasn't a shadow like what I usually see. This was a full-on man. Full-on man. Full-on man. When I turned my head, he was still there, just staring at me blankly. Kind of like a stare of someone who just got stabbed in the back, metaphorically. Oh, as in, like, yeah, yeah as okay. in being betrayed. He just kept staring, and he just leaned into my face with his hands behind his back. I still remember him extremely vividly. Liam Gallagher's got that look, and does that stance. He was around maybe late 60s. Oh. His body was misshapen. It wasn't proportionate to a normal person. I kind of just stared at him for a couple of seconds. I was in utter shock. Eventually, when I snapped out of it, I ran out of my room, and after that, never saw him again. Fair enough. I mean, there is that part as well, you know, not seeing them again. No, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, someone else has again come up with a different experiment them and their auntie could do. Oh, yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah, I have an experiment I'd like for you and your aunt to do to try when you have time to be with her. It's quite long, so I'll skim through it, but it's choose to spend as much time in a day as you can with her and only her. Do activities or be in certain areas with her that would most likely trigger apparition sightings. Um, so basically, they both go through, take notes on the phone or a notepad, record everything, every apparition you see, as if it's going to be like that I film know, Ghost yeah, Town, which just goes everywhere. Um, record them, what they're doing, who they are, what they look like. Da, da, da. One important factor of the experiment is that you and your aunt cannot communicate with each other under any circumstances until the end of the experiment. So you're going to spend the entire day with them without communicating with them at all. W- this is not an Seems experiment. Really this weird. is the weirdest mm. day on earth. Also, I like what was the first part? Go somewhere which is going to trigger apparitions. Yeah. You, no, you need more than that. Tell us how then. Tell us how. Don't yeah. just say that. That's like saying, okay, so I've got a good experiment to prove the existence of ghosts. Firstly, go somewhere where you know you're going to see a ghost. Yeah. No one yeah. can do that. They basically said at the end of the experiment, you and your aunt compare notes. And so if you both, yeah, if you both noted down the same number of entities and your descriptions for each of them were similar, then this condition you and your aunt have isn't medical. However, if neither of your notes indicate any similarities, then it's likely just hallucinations and you and your aunt are seeing and hearing things. Right. So what they've basically done is take the other person's suggestion and just added the thing, well, yeah, don't talk to each other for the day. Well, yeah, it's basically being a day. So rather than them just noting down what they see and asking their the auntie yeah. separately, both them and their aunts, take notes throughout the day and then compare later. That is the worst thing ever. Well, it's not the worst thing ever. The other thing was great because it was original. That's just... They've, they've basically they've failed at Japaning that idea. And what I mean by that is Japan are really good at taking something that already exists and making it better. 
what they've done is they've failed to Japan that idea. They've took it and they've made it worse. Mm. They've Englanded, Englanded that idea because we take good ideas and make them fucking dragged out and shite. Anyway, thank you, Becca. You're welcome. Um, and we look forward to speaking to you again. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you're not going to die. Okay. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. And we'll cover over that la- other, fa- another death threat. But, um, okay. Thank you, as ever. And um, You're welcome. We'll speak to you next week. Bye, guys. Tati, bye. <laughs>